I'm going to read part of what the second homework packet, and there's still more homework packets coming, um, but I'll probably just turn it into a workbook. It says that um, when we talked about lesson two, that the powerful voice of the blood of Jesus, as we continue in this journey, united in our decision to learn how to listen for and to hear the voice of the blood of Jesus. That it's far more than a mere Bible study about the blood. This is not a Bible study. And that together those that are participating have chosen to learn how to live the rest of our days, our lives in the earth as we live from heaven. And so we are to continue to take this lesson personally. And we were looking at patterns of obedience that keep us in alignment with the blood of Jesus. And that this message is aligning with the teachings that Apostle Baker is giving, releasing concerning the patterns of the tabernacle of Moses, Solomon, and Yeshua Jesus. We've talked a bit about defilements and decisions and deliverances, and I'm going to go, I think, a little bit into that uh, today. And as I said, it's going to, I'm going to probably do about 15 minutes worth of this every week because there's a lot more there and there because we're coming at it in a slow way and I love 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 what I heard you all say that you've been receiving and it gives me an indicator to keep listening to what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to release for this house one of the things I want to do today or we may do it later um, is specifically toward those that really are evangelistic in this house. And I want to release a prayer over you today, um, sometime today, it's, it's uh, in your hearing. I've been praying this anyway, but a prayer that's now in your hearing. Sometimes I'm learning, I'll pray things aside until I really get, get it coming forth, uh, I guess you could say clearly and accurately. And then I can release it in your hearing because it's been, it, there's a different degree of faith. There's a different turn to it. The first part was released for my ears and, and, and God's ears and to create an atmosphere. And then when you finally do release it in the hearing, it's because the way has already been um, opened up by the word of God. He's already opened the pathway. And so I believe we're going to uh, release that too. I'm going to share from uh, the word that Apostle Eddie Miestas released in this house last week. And I think I have a couple of other things to do and we'll really be done. So what he said was, I sense in my spirit, and I'm going to say this in a way that you'll be able to understand it, is that God is shifting you out of the old into the new and moving that which was over you off of you so that he can bring you into what he has for your next season for your next growth, for your next increase, for your next supernatural signs and wonders and miracles upon this house, and a breakthrough that will bring in a new harvest of souls into this house. A new harvest of the hurting, the wounded, the bound, the captives, the religious, but they won't come in here to stay the same. They will come in here to get free. They won't come in here to cause problems. They'll come here to solve problems. They won't come in here to take, they've come in here to give. And I'm bringing, and then he's quoting the Lord, I'm bringing a new harvest into this place only 
because you've been willing to humble yourself and obey my direction and submit to my leading and transform from the old into the new and to even let go of things that was hard to let go of in regards to the way you operate, to the way you function, to the things that you are used to. As you change and come out of old religious systems and old ways of thinking and old ways of operating and step into the new, then I will do a new thing here, a new way. And it will bring in a new harvest and it'll bring in new wealth and it'll bring in new victories, new miracles into this place. As you transition and move, as I move you, as you will be willing to break away from the things that I tell you to break away from, as you are willing to connect with all that I desire for you to connect with and to obey and align. Say obey. Obey. And align. And align. And as you align, then you align with my kingdom. You align with my heavens. You align with my power. You align with my glory to fill this place. So you'll have a manifestation of my glory that will fill this place. And even your families and even your marriages and even your finances are going to come into new levels. New levels of peace, new levels of unity, new levels of prosperity, new levels of open doors. For I am releasing another level of grace and favor upon this place. For you have come to a place where I'll say to you, I almost shut down. Y'all remember that? Mm -hmm. But because I saw you. I do. I remember it. But because I saw your heart, I did not shut it down. Thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you. And instead, you transitioned into what I was asking to transition to. And because of that, it was a new beginning for you. A new beginning of a new direction, a new beginning of new ways, a beginning of new people, a beginning of new resources, a beginning of great things to take place because you've been willing to humble yourself and make the changes that I've asked you to change. And I will show you and continue to show you and lead you even to more change that will remove you from the old and take you into the new of all that I have for you for this day and this hour, says the Lord. And, he's, and we say, hallelujah. Then he spoke a word to the apostle, our apostle, and he said, Apostle Baker. And it's interesting because when you were going through this stuff and we were talking yesterday and the day before, I just, I, something that always comes back to me when I hear about certain types of attacks and I've heard a word, a prophetic word or an apostolic release, and that is that you have a promise. You have a promise. And we war with those, you see. And this is what the apostle spoke to the apostle last week. And I, it's the second time that I have heard that word given to you. Within just a very short period, in less than six months. He said, Apostle Baker, you have not seen what you have known in your spirit. You have not seen what's been your dream and desire to come to pass through this house. Instead, you've seen the opposite. Instead, you've seen <laughs> suffering and rough times and drought and even famine in every direction. But you've kept the faith and you've stayed the course and you made the changes. Therefore, I say to you, you will live to see your dreams come to pass. You will live to see that which you've envisioned 
to come to pass. And you will see the fruit of your labor of prayer because before it will manifest in the natural, it has to manifest in my spirit. And it has to manifest in your heart. And it has to manifest in faith. And because you were willing to go through the seasons of famine and the seasons of lack and the season of no change, and yet you stayed loyal and faithful to what I've called you to do and what I have placed in your heart to do, you shall see it come to pass, says the Lord. Hallelujah. You shall see it come to pass. And then he released this. And not only for her, but for all of you who have remained faithful when you were discouraged. And you remained faithful when you said, like I said yesterday, God, where are you? God, we know you are more than this. God, we know you can do more than this. God, we know that, that this is what you want us to do. But how come we're not seeing the fruit and the evidence? God says to you, your perseverance will bring forth that fruit. Your willingness to endure through the bad times, through the drought times, through the lack of fruit times, the time of just pounding the ground and breaking the hard ground, because that's what you've been doing, is you've been breaking the hard ground. And even though it doesn't look I'll say this, it doesn't look, it looks like nothing is growing. The hard ground has to be broken before the fruit can manifest and come forth. So you've been breaking the hard ground with your families. You've been breaking the hard ground financially. You've been breaking the hard ground spiritually. You've been breaking the hard ground as a church. And because you kept picking away and kept shoveling away and kept breaking those hours of crying and weeping and praying and interceding and staying in faith, I will bring forth your blessings in your house and in this house. I will bring forth increase in your life in every single area because you have endured and you have persevered and you have stayed loyal and faithful. Therefore, I will show you my glory, says the Lord, and I will show you my grace. And I will show you things that you have been praying for and believing for. You will see it come to pass because you have remained loyal and faithful and just as I've said to my servants who had one talent two talents and five talents because you've taken what you've had and you were faithful with it therefore I will double it because you did not get weary in those times of lack in those times of discouragement but you stayed loyal to me says the Lord and because of that I will be loyal to you we have a promise we have a promise. And I believe that part of that worship time, home time, before the bedroom time, is to worship him <laughs> for all that he says and to understand, because it brings us into a place where we know he's faithful, where we know it from the inside instead of trying to make it so from the outside. And where we receive him in the fullness of who he is to us instead of the parts that we understand and back away from the parts that we don't. So that's part of what I believe the blood speaks. And the power of it is so great that it's to resonate in our atmosphere. That's why it's released. My speaking this today or reading this today was receiving it on another level, if you will. 
in the house, actually receiving it even in the second, in the first service, but receiving what the spirit of God, with the spirit of grace, with the spirit of peace, with the spirit of love, with the spirit of joy, with the spirit of glory, purity, righteousness, is saying to us. And so we're called to shift our own position. He said, I want you to change. Well, then are you still the same? You see, because when he calls for change, we say we're repentant, yes. And we all say we know it means a change of thinking. But a change of thinking, if, you're, if we're correct in our understanding, it means people do what they do because of what they believe. So when you change your thinking, you should be changing your beliefs, which means your behavior will move in alignment with the thoughts and the obedience and alignment come together. Wherever I'm... I'm in obedience, which means that things have changed and where things have not changed, I'm out of alignment. So in order to be in alignment, I choose to obey and let go of anything that's hindering. Yesterday, while Apostle Baker was going through her thing, I had my own experience. Everybody experiences, you say I've been persecuted or I've been this or I've been that or been the other. And so I'm going to guess that you always call somebody and say, pray with me. And you don't try to do this all by yourself. Right? No. But you will. We work and move and live in this thing together. Yes. Okay? Everybody says, I'm going to call Apostle Baker. No. You, you got a problem. No, they do. But you got a problem. <laughs> Here's what the problem is. She's not your trench buddy. She has trench buddies. Who is your trench buddy? And who are you a trench buddy to? And the reason I'm saying that is because we ain't seen nothing yet. But when we partner, we can see it before it gets here and set the things in place that need to be set in place so that when it comes, it's just nothing as opposed to what the adversary and his cohorts were trying to build it to be. Because we would be and shall be and are in that position of expectation of the salvation, of the deliverance and of the power of God. And we've already got things set, meaning us, because we have to make the decision to respond in faith and not react in fear. Right. Now this is exactly why the power, the voice of the blood of Jesus is power filled. Because yesterday I, I recognized, wow, thankfully I have prayed some things and people pray with me or pray for me or what have you. Because it was a heck of a day. It really was. It was ugly in so many ways. And of course when you come face to face with your own personal ugliness, it's never really fun either. <laughs> And I mean, I had an attitude. I, I woke up with one. The, the scripture in Isaiah 50, the scripture in Isaiah 50 says, uh, let me see here. It says that, it, verse 4, it says that the Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to those that are weary. He wakens me morning by morning. He wakens my ear to hear as the learned. Well, yesterday I didn't hear nothing. Because I was still speaking. I failed to do a few things. Now, this is how important. We're talking about the blood of Jesus. This is how important communion every day is. I went 
I, things got very busy with my car and stuff on Friday. And I left the house to go to the dealership to deal with some recall issues with my, my car and go, going through all of this stuff. I did not take communion. And then later when I got back, there were some other things, because that's usually the first thing I do in the, in the early, within my first hour. I take communion every day. And in the last week, there were two days or almost three days that I missed it. And I mean, I was funky as, I don't know what, an attitude. So I'm sure I smelled really awful in the spirit too. And yesterday was another one of those days. So I did not go to sleep with my usual, that I'm covered in the blood of Jesus and that I, you talk to me in the night to awaken me with your strategies or whatever it is. Because that, let me just tell you this, when you're unmarried, that, that bed is for you and the Holy Spirit. Your bed right now, if you are single, is that place of intimacy where he is waking you up, speaking in your ear, giving you those good mornings, giving you the song to sing for the day. And even when you are married, that's still that moment, it's shared with him because he is the one that brings about cute, uh, sweet, uh, what do you say, um, connection is the word I'm going to use. Okay, so I missed it. And I could tell the difference in my day. Yesterday, all of these different things are going on and it's like, okay, what do I really believe? And in one sense, you see, because there's a tearing up of some things and I'm scaling back on some things because I realized, and I use this example with some folks I was talking to last night. I just got my, I, I have been wanting this chef's knife for a very long time, but it was on, I'd been waiting and waiting because it'd been on back order because it's red. And um, they had lots of black ones and stuff. This is from last year. And they had lots of black ones and they had blue ones, but they have red ones. Red ones were out of stock. So it's like, oh, I'm ordering my red one. And it finally came. So when it came, I opened the box and I'm looking at it and it's beautiful and it's got a really nice weight to it. And it had this little card, okay, that said, this is how you use it. Well, who knew? I'm sure Dr. Baker knows. I'm sure many of you who know a few things or learned your culinary skills, you may know this, but I'm not one of those people. I was very ignorant of this and my daughter and I, we looked at it, it's like, wow, I didn't know you could hold a knife like that. I never thought about it. And so it just gave the instructions on the best way to use the tool. Now, here's what it is. He gave, I'm gonna go to Ephesians 4. And he gave some apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers. I can hear the first pastor I ever really learned the word from, Pastor Don C. Silvestri. And every time we went to Ephesians 4, because he would have us as a church read this out uh, every Sunday. And so what we would read, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Pastor Sylvester would always say, why? For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry and for the edifying of the body of Christ. So you're called to office you're called to a position you're called to do something and you'll do the thing on a certain level but sometimes you can do things without understanding mm -hmm. 
The scripture talks about for the evangelist, do the work of the evangelist. That's for all of us. And then the evangelistic, and you read in the word how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power, who went about healing the sick, speaking these words, doing all these things. He did these things in that evangelistic because he used the power to raise from the dead or to do what he was. And then people started, I want to follow you. I want to follow you. Because that was the way the evangelist anointing works. The Bible talks about how we have this anointing and we move in these things. But you can move in an office and still be ignorant of the requirements or the giftings on a different level. How he wants, how the, the office in you wants to express the office through you. And you can go through things and do incredibly nice things, but maybe not the things that are in alignment with the obedience you've been called to. That's right. Just like I have a knife, and it's a great knife. I have a lot of them, actually, and I'm using them. But I did not know that there was a way to use it that would apply a greater power and get a better result. And so it is in the office that you study to show yourself approved, but part of much of study is being still and listening and in doing what he says so that the apostle or the prophet or the evangelist or the pastor or the teacher or the intercessor or the seer or whatever the gifting, the giver, the, 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 the uh, peacemaker, whatever it is we're called to do will resound, if you will, I'm going to say it this way, zing, resonate with the voice of the blood and do what the blood is saying to do in that office and not just do it the way that we've been taught by others. Is everybody with me? Are you? Yeah. I'm telling you that change means be better than you thought you could be. Think better than you thought you have ever thought before and move into this place that you are being called to that you have not yet dared to step into. Because I don't care who you are. I don't care how great we think we are. His greatness is what the world needs to see. That's right. Are you, are you with me? This is what I was hearing that the blood was saying. Since I have been, I'm here to be a part of the equipers. I have no doubt about my call. I have no doubt I'm called to it. I have, I have no doubt about those things, but I have had many doubts in it. Doubts about, am I even qualified for this? No. Um, you know, am I skilled at it? No. Do you know how to pray? No. Do you know how to read? A little. Because too much of it has been on the wrong level. As long as I can understand it, I don't have the power that understand it only naturally. I'm not moving supernatural. We always say, well, it's a natural supernatural. No, it's a supernatural natural. That's right. Flip it. If it comes from him, it's got to be supernatural before it's natural. Because man made in his image and after his likeness was a supernatural occurrence into a natural thing. You see, even making man, forming him from words and from the dust of the ground? How in the, how, how do you get flesh out of dirt? He did. I know you never thought of it, but see, when I played with dirt and water, I got mud. Mud cakes, mud pies, mud cocoa. I liked dirt as a kid. Old Folgers can filled, or old red coffee can filled with dirt and water. Want some cocoa or soup or whatever? And I tasted, tasted gritty. 
we had real dirt. Yes, you know, so it's, it's just that kind of thing. Well, that's great, and that's pretty much what happens. My natural understanding, mixing it with the water of the word, I'm gonna get mud that nobody wants to eat. You want some of my, uh, no. Mommy, you want to take, no. Grandma, no. The little kids, yeah, I'll eat it. Because <laughs> that's what we did, right? Okay. So I did not take communion and I had, my thoughts were lambasted, but I realized, all right, you're gonna step back. You're gonna do this thing. And I mean, I felt like nothing and all the things that the apostle spoke, uh, this isn't working, God, are you there? But I made him a promise. And this promise I keep. I don't care what comes, I'm not leaving you. It, it feels bad, I hate stuff, this is awful, but I'm not quitting. And that's really it, okay? Which means that my crass behavior or terrible attitude, it's gonna have to fold. And at 10 o'clock last night, it kicked. Why don't you just take communion? All day. I wasted a day. I had appointments to talk, no, I don't wanna talk to you. You know, don't call me with your, oh, the Lord is good stuff. I don't wanna hear. Now I'm a pastor, I'm standing up here, but I'm gonna tell you, it, it comes. It was like, if I hear one phony person, God knows I will not be kind. Oh yes, everything's just fine. I don't wanna hear it. If it's fine for you, go make it fine for somebody else, but don't call me with that, okay? My mother called, she was going through her thing. I don't say the apostle at this point, but my mother, and I'm listening to her and I'm thinking, Oh, it's all about you. <laughs> you didn't even call to tell me. She don't even call to ask how you are. She don't tell you how she feels. All about her. Well, other people hurt. And because it's my mother, I shut up. So you're simmering with that. And the humor of it got me. I love to talk to my mom when this kind of stuff, is, if this stuff has to happen, because we find the humor in it. And we started to laugh over all kinds of, not that, because she just heard about that just now. But, um, <laughs> but we did find things to laugh about, right? And just little stuff. And, and, and as it went on, it lightened. And I started kind of coming, you could, it was like, okay, Holy Spirit, I know I have a bad attitude. I know I have to talk to you. I'm in such deep sin. But you know what? I don't want to die like this. <laughs> I'm going to just go ahead straight down and repent so that if something happens, I'll be all right. My heart was starting to go, woom, woom. You know it's probably breast cancer and a heart attack. Right? All happening at once in your body. I don't have time for that. I do not have time for that. Do not mess with me today, right? So you go through that, 10 o'clock, take communion. Well, I was going to play video game. <laughs> take communion. Okay. So I put it out there and I sat there and looked at it and thought I got nothing. Looking at the, because I always do it really pretty at home. 
okay, not just here. So I have these little china, um, I use the golden white ones for one, and then I have a little, a little glass with a little gold rim around it. I also have silver and white plates that have the clear ones. I have, they have to match, I can't just do it. So I pulled the gold one out. It was my grandmother's china. And I took this cup and put it there and had the, the elements and I sat them on the table in the living room and I just stared at them. And I stared at them and I stared at them and it's like, you got, you got to say something. It's like, I got nothing. You're not going to go to 2 Corinthians 4? No. But I do always carry about the dying in my body of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's like, I seem to have some dying of my own to do today. And it kept going. What was happening? The blood was speaking. Hallelujah. Yes, yes, yes. Do you understand what I'm saying? This is not a, a litany of my, my complaints about yesterday. I'm telling you how words that you send ahead will fight for you when you come to that place. And even though it might seem like, wow, it was just a, it was just a this, it was just a that. Well, that's my opinion about it. But something was happening in the spirit. Because I kept hearing myself, no, I'm not quitting. You know, you just, I'm like, Peter, where am I going to go? I got nothing. I have nowhere to go. I'm not quitting. Plus, there are other people that need, maybe not this, but they need what you put in me. Do you understand? Yeah. And so it kept going until I took the communion. And I took it. Do you want to do it now? Mm -hmm. Okay. And we're going to take communion now as well. Um, and what you can do is just get it and go back and, uh, and, and you... Uh, we'll, we'll look at that scripture as well. But um, I took it. And I said something. It was so holy. I, I tell you, it was so holy the way I took it. God, I'm a mess. And thank God your body is broken because this, this, this everything going on in my mind, it needs to die. And you know what you said to do all this? I, I don't have anything pretty for you. I need this meal. I need what you have done. If I ever tried to take it like Hey, I'm just going through the motions of taking communion. If you've ever done that, stop. Desist, cease and desist in doing that. You and I, at born from above, we need this meal. We need this communion with him. We need this reminder, this renewal, if you will, of this covenant, this I love you moment with him, where it says, you know what? Everything in me is just a hot mess, but when you... When I acknowledge you and I allow what you have done for me to, rem to remind the inside of me that I take this, then things will start to change. And they did. They did. It did just like that. Because when I awaken this morning, Isaiah 50 verse 4, he said, I'm speaking in your ear. Because I say he says sweet somethings to you. And he awakens me morning by morning. You can go ahead and, and just come in and get it. If you, um, for those that are here, we have communion stations where if you like the little styrofoam thing, uh, sorry, the little cup with the styrofoam wafer, those are available over there. Uh, for those that need to distance themselves, everyone else, um, it's non-alcoholic wine and grape juice in these glasses. And as you see, the... Um, the, 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 the crackers just take it out of the glass that's been individually served and going back to your seat with it, all right? Which one's in the grape juice? On the end. Okay, on the end, and the other one is non-alcoholic wine. So when I took that last night, 
And I said, it was probably about, I, I, I prepared it around 10 o'clock. I didn't take it until 11.15. I honestly had a battle. There was a battle going on on the inside of me. And it's really stupid because it's not, and I kept telling him, I said, you know, I'm listening to lies. These are lies. This thought about this isn't gonna happen. This thought about this. This thought about I'm feeling rejected. I'm feeling ugly. I'm feeling, I'm feeling all these things that are not true. And what I was doing was being honest, yes to God. I like uh, honest with um, myself so that I could be honest with you today, you see. So I can say, we can say, oh, I fought the battle. You can be seated. You can be seated once you have it. I fought this battle. I don't usually take communion at home standing. <laughs> I really don't. I'm usually at my desk. You know, we fought this battle. But really, no, the Lord my God had already won this battle for me. Hallelujah. I just finally decided to take the victory. Hallelujah. See the difference? This is a victorious meal. This is a meal that says you have an undying champion on the inside of you or an eternal champion on the inside of you. It's not just crackers and grape juice or whatever it is. It is a message, eternally spoken, blood that is still alive, that is still releasing mercy, that is still releasing forgiveness. Do you know I didn't, the condemnation left, the sense of failure left, all of these other things, I'm not going to tell you that those folks drove up in a truck with that big check and a camera and a microphone. That didn't happen yet. <laughs> I never entered those things, so I couldn't, you know. I'm, I, but I'm going to tell you that I could sense the big guys that live in the invisible realm showed up and stood there to flank me. Because this was like saying, I'm choosing again. And again and again and one thing happened we're not going to break pattern we're not going to stop communing with him we're not going to give up on him because of the way things appear to be he told a prophet to tell a servant there are more with us than there are against us now that's a true word and so for me as i'm looking at this and thank you um Second Corinthians four, you know, I, I will go there. That he said in verse six or seven, that we possess this precious treasure in a vessel of earth. We possess this treasure, which treasure? The light that shines out of darkness, that shines in our hearts to beam forth. It's a light that comes forth, the light that illuminates the knowledge of the majesty and the glory of God. I cannot understand the majesty. I cannot understand the glory of God from the outside. I can't even understand it from an outside manifestation of seeing a cloud. I can only understand it from the presence of that glory on the inside of me that lights up understanding. This is the way you've been walking, but this is where when you cross over this, you'll never go back because my glory will eclipse that thing and you won't even be able to find it again. Yes, yes, yes. This is a determination. This meal puts the fire, lights the fire back in your eyes. This meal lights the fire in your belly. This meal rejuvenates you, changes things. It's like, but I don't feel healed. 
Healing has never had a thing to do with how you feel. It has always had to do with what God said and what he does. Always. This is the meal that says, I belong to him. My sonship is solidified and I am taking my place. I'm a recognizing, I will. Because <laughs> you don't really move out of your seat. You just don't realize you're there. But I'm seated in the heavenlies in Christ Jesus. My intercession is his intercession. My tears are his tears. If I'm going to cry over a circumstance, I'm going to do it from the position of my seat so that the weeping will bring forth the harvest that he wants. I'm not going to waste my tears on what somebody said to me. I'm going to speak the tears or weep the tears for that somebody that has said something so that their life can be changed. That's what this is. This, he said, represents my body that was broken for you. This represents the tears I cried for you. This represents the life I live. This represents all the scorn that you sent toward me that I did not retaliate. Instead, I fought for you. That's what he's done. And I look at this and I'm like, wow, I have that treasure on the inside of me, the ability to do the same thing. It's in me because I am always carrying about in my body the dying of the Lord Jesus Christ. This scripture says we've been persecuted, but they couldn't do this. They did this to us, but they couldn't do this. This is what they did, but my position hasn't changed. That's what he says. You think it says we are hedged in, pressed in on every side. But we're not trampled or crushed, cramped or crushed. Why? Because my position hasn't changed. We suffer embarrassments and are perplexed and unable to find a way out. But I'm not driven to despair because my position has not changed. Are you catching this? We are pursued. Oh, I've been persecuted on my job and I'm hard driven. But I'm not deserted because my position, say it, has not changed. We are struck down to the ground. Okay. But we're not struck out because our position has not changed. How I appear to be in the world is not how I appear in heaven. That's what this says. That's what this says. Because I'm always carrying about in my body. The, it says here the liability or exposure to the same putting to death that I prefer King James. I'm always bearing about in my body the dying of the Lord Jesus. That the life also of Jesus might be made manifest. This blood says I manifest life to you. I'm not dead anymore. I've carried the dying. Which is that ability to be humble and obedient in the eyes of my God. And when I do that, then I know that this blood courses through. This is the resonance. This is the change that we receive. And he will awaken you every morning with a word, with an instruction. And morning is whenever you declare it. That's right. That's right. So I receive this, Lord. Good morning to you, sir. Because I woke up out of a stupor. All of the prayers, all of the things that took place throughout the day or the weeks or the months, many months ago, for such a time as this. And then we're going to send them forth for the times to come. In the name of Jesus. I thank you for this resurrection life. That it is evidenced through our flesh. 
this life you have given us is made manifest, means the truth of our eternity and the truth of our superhuman life from the kingdom of God is seen in the earth. In the name of Jesus. We're almost done. And when we are, you'll be able to drop your glasses off at the stations, off to the left and the right. But I don't think it'll hurt you. Just make sure you get all your juice out and it'll be okay. All right. Last thing. Praise you, Father. Glory to God. We thank you for this. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Praise you, Jesus. I do. I thank you for you are my rescuer, my redeemer. I'm going to share a scripture with you <laughs> that um, I saw the other day because I'm part of what I'm learning as I and I'll talk about it I'm sure Wednesday or whatever but this whole thing of learning how to use my weapons the way they are for my office that's what I'm basically saying I can put my hand on that knife and I can cut with it I can put my incorrectly and I'll get a result. But I can put my fingers where I am, where it's cut out, the way it's, it's designed, so that it has that place for my fingers to be. Yep, yep. And I can use it with a greater accuracy and a skill because now I'm using it according to the appointment and according to its function. And so it is that we in this house, one of the changes is to learn how to function in our positions and to apply, to go from our seat, yes. But now it's also because we have the mind of Christ to think from that seat and to use the thoughts from the, that come from the seat as the thoughts that we act upon in the earth. It, you, are you with me here? You, it's no more thinking from this level, this ground level. We're already ascended. Because the Bible doesn't say, oh, and you come and go, yeah, your spirit man is just hanging out all night. And that's why when we wake up in the mornings, you can get some great stuff, you know, because it's like fresh from the throne. But when you consciously move into the awareness of that, which only comes by the word of God, and then you're listening to and speaking these words back to the Holy Spirit, speaking these words and asking him, can you open this up for me? Would you tell me about this? My prayer last night before I fell asleep was let the blood of Jesus speak to me tonight and go ahead and address every little rebellious, ugly place in me. Everything that the adversary could say, the prince of this world could say, I found myself in her. I want it removed. And then you understand something. You pray that kind of prayer, you think God's going to go, well, I'll have to think about it and get back to you. You're asking me for something that's like, wow, that would put you in a whole nother life, live, live in a whole nother level. I don't know that I'm really ready. Is heaven ready for you to live at a heaven level? The earth sure is. Right? So that's not happening. But he told me, I want you to learn how to rest. That's part of it. Don't be anxious, don't be performance oriented. Don't be what you're not. I want you to learn about me. So in Matthew, I'm gonna give you two scriptures in prayer. 
two scriptures and a prayer. <laughs> in Matthew chapter 11, and it's around verse 28. If I look at this in the King James, it says, Come to me, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Now, we, we, we've heard that before. And then he says, Okay, I didn't handle that right. Sorry about that. Try that again. Come to me, all you who are. Here we go. Okay. I will give you rest. Come to me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And I thought about it. It was like, okay. It means to be wearied or spent with labor. You are working hard, but you're not necessarily accomplishing anything. You can grow weary, tired, and exhausted with toil or burdens or grief. And I said, well, I'm all of these things, you know? Well, then the solution to the problem is to come to me. It's that simple. And so there's no reason to make it difficult. It's, it's that simple, okay? And then he says, walk with me. Here it is in the, I like the way the Message Bible says it. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. That's from the seat. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Now, I want to give you this, too. Uh, thank you, Holy Spirit, for reminding me. Uh, I was giving us something out of Ephesians 4, so let's go back over there for a minute. And what I want you to see, if I see the right one, When he says he gave some apostles and some prophets and some pastors and some teachers, and his attention was for the perfecting of the saints. Um, no, this is not it. Well, it was complete furnishing and equipping. But there was another word. I, my um, device shut off yesterday, so I lost everything that I had, said, uh, had saved. But that there was this one thing where he says, I want to equip you, which means I want you to settle into learning how your position works. That's what triggered my whole thing. I want you to learn how to move in this office the way I want to move through you. There are some things that we have in common. There are some things that are not the same. And now that temperament, teaching, and all these other things start falling into place. Because you have to work. We're going to learn how to move with him from the strengths. And that's that strength that we move in, his strength coursing through the strength of our own temperament will begin to, will be very, very, if you will, I'm gonna use a cute word, okay with getting rid of the weaknesses. Learning to operate from strength because we can flip back and forth. But Jesus is very consistent. He said, watch how I do it. I don't flip out. 
He didn't wig out. He's like, this is how you stay. You got. You have to. You will know who you are, what your function is in this place, and you will function from the strength of that knowledge, not the knowledge in your head, but the knowledge of the one on the inside of you, who is all things that we have been called to be. Are you with me? Okay. So in in doing that. There are a number of you here that I think you are just amazing evangelistic people. Y'all go out and you talk to strangers. When we used to do ministry in the beach flats, they'd have us taking bread and groceries. Part of it was our church function. Part of it was more than enough ministries function. We were supposed to go out into these areas in Santa Cruz and give these people food. I hated it. Knocking on anybody's door. What I, listen, I was not a hater of Halloween as a child because of God. I didn't know anything about God and Halloween. I didn't like Halloween because I didn't like to put on a mask and go knock on somebody's door. I have met, my temperament is not that way. It's, it's, cannot, do I witness? You better believe it. But the style of it comes from the strength. When I have to go and do what, I've gone out with my brother Alfred or some, you know, and we have to go out there and they say, go out there and do this. It's like, oh dear God, oh dear God, oh dear God. <laughs> because it's the most uncomfortable, the, well, don't you love them? You're not motivated by love. Look, shut up. <laughs> okay? Because, <laughs> I got an amen. <laughs> but I've watched this one over here, and this one and this one, and many of you, that one back there. Y'all go, oh, yeah, yeah, have you heard And Frederick, and some of the, oh, da, 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 it's like, how can you do that? And y'all love it. However, you're no longer going to do it according to a script. What we release over you today is the power that comes from the office of the evangelist. The, Ability. They said the Bible says Acts chapter 10. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to give you the scripture. Go to Acts chapter 10. And you can come up here if you want. Our changes are going to lead to practical ways of living out of God's kingdom, fleshing it out his way. That's what the apostle says. And I agree with that. Acts chapter 10. <laughs> and put the uh, in it. What? I mean, it in power. Okay, I'll come up. I mean, that just sounds like oh, a the power. <laughs> Would you like me to try it again? <laughs> no, no, you didn't. You didn't do it with like you know. It was oh, like, it's a different okay, tune. Let me just, let me just, let me just tell you what she said. Right, because I'm gonna hold on to my thought. I am. Here we go. Why you do that? What's gonna happen? And the changes when I was hearing that over there as we were receiving communion. We received communion in, in this service today, giving it a goodbye, but also moving forward. But we're going to, you know, you hear a lot. How many hear a lot about the kingdom of God? Okay. How many have had, how many, how many have really learned practical ways of living in and walking out the kingdom of God? Oh, so you don't need this. Or, 
So what's going to happen with this? You serve. We're going to be like second and third. You know how these put Okay. So you're living in, in, in great success. Uh, okay. Let me repeat this. Okay. This ain't no church service, okay? Let's just forget about this. That's why we ain't having no church. We have a building that God supplies, and we're doing uh, kingdom stuff. We're, we're, ha we're, we're, we're in a, uh, you know, Miles Monroe would say, you know, and Apostle Cal said this a couple of weeks ago, but uh, uh, Miles Monroe was the first person I came, uh, I got from it. We in the Ecclesia are governors, and we are sitting in a session. So what you're going to be able to do is to take what God has legislated in his kingdom, what we are going to be able to do, and to walk flesh it out, okay? So we ain't talking kingdom no more. We live in the kingdom. Yeah. You understand? We're occupying, we're taking, and that that is a... Uh, position occupying means I'm not using this stuff and then letting it go. All right? We're multiplying, and that's what's going to happen. You're going to be a force in the world that you're in. It ain't about in this building. You're going to come in this building, and we're going to have our 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 our, our get-togethers, uh, our 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 our, um, our legislative meetings, and then we're going to walk out, and we're going to make sure that it happens. Okay, you're going to be signing executive orders, and you're going to be getting executive orders, and you're going to be walking them out. Okay, uh, what you think you see happening in Washington and Sacramento and all these other places, we're going to uh, make those of non-effect. Okay, you understand? In all of these spheres, so that's what this—that's what the changes are going to be. You're going to learn not just strategies, but you're going to learn implementations. We're going to walk the implementations out. And we're going to have people to come in and do things, people that are doing things. We're, we're, uh, we're, we're going to not having it where somebody will come in and preach. Because the preaching things is about over. We're going to get instructions and different people, different apostles and prophets and different uh, 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 kingdom business people, which are apostles and prophets, whether we recognize it or not. We don't like to be called that, but that's what we are. We're, we're doing business for the kingdom. That was a black way of saying it, business. Yeah. I'm out here doing business. I'm doing the business. <laughs> I don't want to be turned off of Facebook the first week. But I, I'm I, I am black, so that was not a racist statement, okay? I'm black, so I can... I can say that, that's doing business. Anyway, as Felicia would say, I think I'll go sit down. <laughs> Acts 10, 38, it says how God anointed, I'm gonna um, read the King James and then I'm gonna read the Amplified, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, <clears throat> who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. That's the word we release. Um, those of you that know that you are folks that um, are, gonna, are going out and about in the city of San Jose or wherever you are to talk to people and to share, and I don't mean to go and get scalps and add them to your, you know, not just to your, I got 10 scalps this week, you know, kind of stuff. Or, scalps and heads and the whole body that came with them. 
I don't mean that. You're not adding notches to your uh, evangelistic belt. Pe these are people. These are human lives we're talking about. These are people that we love and we care about and we want to help bring good into their lives. We're not interested in making them be anything. We're interested in helping them to become what God sent them in this earth to be. That they want it. But if you know that I'm talking about you, then please stand. And you're standing online as well. <clears throat> this is not, I, I want to say this too. For those of us that have a more inclusive, melancholy type of temperament or what have you, it doesn't mean we don't witness, okay? It doesn't mean that we don't um, share the gospel and pray for people, but these individuals, you're gonna be able to go and when you see somebody hobbling and you pray for them, you're gonna see the manifestation of the healing. Because see, that's what happened, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. And he went about, he didn't pray any blanks. And you're not gonna pray them blank either because you're not gonna be trying to figure out what to say. You're gonna say what he tells you to say. You're gonna see who he sees. You're gonna approach who he points out. And you're going to release what he gives you to release. And you're going to see, and they are going to see the love of God coming forth from you. Again, you're not hunting, hunting people but what you are doing is freeing those that are oppressed of the devil. And you're speaking and releasing that treasure that you have in your earthen vessel, the light of the glory of the gospel. And we release in this place in the name of Jesus, all those of you that have this, how God anointed you with the Holy Spirit and power and you walk in the strength and the ability and power of his anointing and you are released to go about and to do good and to cure, to bring healing to all who are harassed and oppressed of the devil. For God is with you. In the name of Jesus, you are authorized to do this. And you will see what he does through you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So we're done. <laughs> we're done. I'm going to share this scripture. You will drink your fill. This is my favorite scripture right now. You will drink your fill from the abundance of his house. And he will cause you to drink from the river of his pleasures. For with him is the fountain of life. And in his light, you see light. In Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us. We have one more session today in 15 minutes. It's called Biblical Solutions for Life, Session 2, with our amazing punch of a, an apostle and her sidekick, Minister Dury Foster. I'm Pastor Lindsay Lee, and thank you for the, all the times that you've joined us for Biblical Solutions for Life, Session 1. We are at an end. Bye-bye.